beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. It's Sam, and I'm here to let y'all know that we have a special treat for y'all. This morning or today, we have our very own uh, Pastor Trey, who has prepared a lovely message for y'all. So I hope y'all are ready. If not, buckle up, hold on tight, because he has a message for y'all. Also, I wanted to let y'all know that Three Black Men finally has a PayPal at the request of some of our uh, uh, many listeners. Um, We finally have a PayPal together, and uh, that PayPal is paypal.me slash three black men. Uh, that three is spelled out again that's paypal.me slash three black men it will probably be in the show notes so um, if you go to wherever you listen to your podcast and you look down at the bottom of the show notes uh, you should see that down there as well Uh, listen we love y'all we appreciate y'all support and without further ado here is our brother Trey This is how this go. When I say I won't be before you long, I mean that. At the end of the day, this is still a podcast format, and I don't want to assume nothing about y'all attention spans that might prove myself foolish. So, without further ado, I want you to meet me in Deuteronomy chapter 4. If you're one of those people who likes to follow along in the text as it is read aloud, this might be a good time for you to pause this. I'm going to start at the 32nd verse, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 32. Give yourself a couple moments to get there. I'll be reading out of the New International Version today, but I want to encourage you to read whatever your favorite presentation or translation of God's word is. Sometimes it's cool to see the different choices that people make in translation. But Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning at verse 32, says, Ask now about the former days long before your time. From the day God created human beings on earth, ask from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened or has anything like it ever been heard of? Has any other people heard the voice of God speaking out of fire as you have and lived? Has any God ever tried to take for himself one nation out of another nation by testings, by signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, or by great and awesome deeds, like all the things the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. You were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him, there is no other. I'd like to tag this text with a title, if you don't mind. And for the next few moments of our time together, I'd like to affirm that just happened. That's what we're going with today. That just happened. There are times when the truth seems unbelievable. And it's fair to question if our recollections and perceptions and all of the things that we recall are accurate and trustworthy. Those insecurities about what we know or at least believe to be true are 
underscored by the scores of people who are willing and ready to help us call into question the nature of everything we know and believe. This is a disorienting and troubling reality because if you have no truth by which to anchor yourself, you can and very well may be moved by anything. At the center of any loosely defined people is the stories they acknowledge as truths and the truths that orient their lives. Indeed, there's a battle being waged in many school boards across the nation right now and the battles about which stories we will accept. In an effort to protect some students from the dangers of an accurate telling of history, uh, many stories are stamped with this label of critical race theory and marked as forbidden because if you can define the stories, you can define the people. If you can control the stories, you can control the people. But what does it mean to be a people of faith? Might I suggest to you that faith is a matter of believing your story and moving accordingly. Trusting the truth of your testimony is what feeds your faith. The thing about your story is that it's always evolving. The beginning has already been written and the middle is still being drafted, but the further removed we find ourselves from the beginning, the more collaborators there are trying to rework what the beginning looks like. And before you know it, you found yourself struggling to remember what story you're in and how it began and where you were headed in the first place. Beloved, trusting the truth of your testimony is what feeds your faith. The truth is how the facts have played out in your life. And the only hope that anyone has of believing the truth is through your story. But how do we hold on to the truth of our testimony when the facts are constantly rearranged and rewritten into another story or someone else's testimony? I'll leave you with these three suggestions on my way out of here on this day. And the first suggestion I have to offer you is that you got to remember where you come from. In the story arc of the beginnings of Israel, Moses delivers these words here in the book of Deuteronomy, just before he's recollected to the Lord and Joshua is tapped to lead the people into the promised land. That's where we find ourselves right here in this text. And on the precipice of promise, Moses turns back the hands of time and calls the children of Israel's memory back to their time in bondage. Because if they forget that they were once enslaved, then they've lost the plot. They've lost their identity as a people if they forget about the time they spent in another nation without the power of self-definition. If you forget what your time in bondage looked like, then the very concept of promise seems fickle. And after four decades of wandering through the wilderness, Moses is acutely aware of what faded memory looks like in a people. And so Moses doesn't just remind them of where they've come from. He doesn't just replay the reality of Egypt. He doesn't just pull out the location history from his Bronze Age iPhone to share with the people. Moses doesn't show the stamps in his passport to remind these people of their dubious citizenship. Moses reminds the people of what they've seen. And so my second suggestion to you is not that you just remember where you've come from, but that you remember what you've seen. 
You see, remembering where they've come from doesn't matter too much if they can't remember how they got out of there. And so Moses makes sure that the people recognize that it was not by their own power nor their own wiles that they made it out of bondage. They were witnesses to things you need to see to believe. They were witnesses to the works of a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. From the belly of the beast, they saw salvation come in supernatural ways. They saw the testings, signs, and wonders. They saw a God they had not known before come and defeat a people they'd only known dominance from. They saw the great and mighty deeds. They saw the pride drain from Pharaoh's face and watched his might wither before their very eyes. They saw an improbable revolution morph into an impossible reality without raising a single weapon. They had front row seats to the show. Moses reminds this people that they done seen some things and that if they forget the things they've seen, they might as well go ahead and be somebody else because it's the very things they've seen that make them who they are. And should they let the memory of what they've seen fade or morph into something else, should they let someone else rewrite their memories, should they not remember what they saw, then they'd only be fit to inherit a different promise. Because it's not just where they came from that shaped them as a people. It is not just what they saw that made them who they were. But it was also who was on their side. And so my third and final suggestion is that you remember who was on your side. Beloved, if you can't remember who rode with you when you were at the bottom, then you'll let anybody tell you where the top is. One of the things that stifles a movement is being unable to identify who your allies are. And when you can't remember who is on your side, you start making up heroes. If you don't know who's on your side, anybody with a platform and a catchphrase becomes a savior. And so Moses reminds the people that it was the same God who created human beings on this earth long before their time that reached out and snatched them out of slavery. Moses reminds them that the same God who spoke out of the fire and yet spared their lives was the one who sustained them in the wilderness. Moses reminds them that through the testings, signs, and wonders, through the mighty hand they'd witnessed, they'd become a nation themselves. And Moses lets them know that they'd seen all of this so that they could trust that the one who did it was God indeed. When you get separated from your testimony, you lose your place on the map. It's your story that keeps you connected to your source. Be careful not to let anyone wipe your memory drive, beloved. That just happened. You didn't dream up where you've come from. That just happened. You didn't devise the hurt, the pain, the fractured relationships, the trauma. That just happened. You did not invent what you just saw. The way out of where you came from that you can't quite explain? That just happened. You didn't craft the one who was on your side, who worked in ways you didn't understand but helped draw you closer to wholeness and promise? That just happened. And trusting the truth of your testimony will feed your faith. I'll never be able to prove to you that Jesus rose. If I could, then we wouldn't need faith to begin with. I can only trust the testimony of his resurrection. I can only trust and believe in the story. I can look at the dead places I've come from and remember that just happened. 
I can remember all of the inexplicable things I've seen and trust that that just happened. I can recall the one who was with me through it all, leading me by the hand through the valley on the way to paradise. And I can declare with all the faith of the faithful one that that just happened. And if it happened before, then I got to trust that it could happen again, both now and forever. Let me pray with you. God, we thank you for giving us a memory. We ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that we might be faithful stewards of the stories you've entrusted us with. When it becomes hard to believe and trust our own memories, our own testimonies, we ask that you would help our unbelief, that you would strengthen our faith to the end that when we say that you are God, people might believe us because that just happened. Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Because we now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to, to visit at uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it, pray through it, ask God uh, <laughs> if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh, some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon patreon.com slash three black men go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos go ahead watch, watch them, <laughs> them them babies ain't ruin nothing man matter of fact there's, there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies how about that bro <laughs>